Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. New York healthcare heroes appeal against the shot mandate. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom to talk about this case is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council, we filed an appeal with the Second Circuit Court of Appeals on behalf of five New York healthcare workers against Governor Kathy Hochul of New York and other various State Department branches and various private medical facilities regarding the state's attempt to ignore federal law and remove religious exemptions and accommodations from the unlawful COVID shot mandates for healthcare workers. Governor Hochul issued this mandate saying that all the healthcare employees and all the healthcare employers had to make sure that their workers received the COVID shot. She also indicated that if they did not receive the COVID shots, then these employers would lose their right to do business in New York. Right, and we've been fighting this case. In fact, uh, it's tragic. The federal judge previously dismissed our case and pretty much ignored the fact that all healthcare workers are protected by Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, which, which protects religious rights of employees, as well as they're protected under the First Amendment. She just ignored that. Right. So Title VII is going to protect all these employees across the board, private and public. It applies to any employer that has 15 or more employees, and that would be all of these health care facilities, virtually every one of them throughout the state of New York. There may be a few that's under 15 employees, but most of them would be protected. And that Title VII says that the federal law, that the employer cannot discriminate on the basis of religion. So whenever you have an employment policy or practice that collides with a person's religious beliefs, the employee has to present that to the employer. The question is, is it a sincere religious belief? That's an easy hurdle. Then the employer, looking at that request, considers ways to accommodate that request. And they have to accommodate it unless to do so represents an undue hardship. Well, in this case, for the healthcare workers, they've already been accommodating these individuals even before they made a request. They accommodated them when COVID happened, when there was no shot. They accommodated them when shots became available. And they allowed them to work. They provided PPE and other kinds of protection. Yeah such as quarantine. If you're sick, you don't come into work. You stay home if you have positive symptoms. And they were able to continue to function. And the thing is, too, though, but New York has been giving medical exemptions. So what's the difference between that and refusing to give religious exemptions? There is no difference from a legal standpoint, either under Title VII or under the Constitution. So Title VII, in these situations, it's a no-brainer. It applies to both public and private employees, and they already have a history of accommodating these individuals, so it's not like it's brand new that you have to come up with a new accommodation. They've already been accommodating them based upon their past practices. Then they've already been giving medical exemptions, and so from the standpoint of the person, if the person is a, quote, risk in the view of the state or the employer, the risk is no different 
when somebody is exempted for the reason of medical or they're exempted for the reason of religious. The fact is they're exempted, and the result is neither one have the vaccination of whatever vaccination it is, whether it's some other previous flu vaccination or this shot. So from a risk standpoint, it's exactly the same. So that's why it's analyzed the same from a legal standpoint, because if you grant a medical exemption, which they did, you cannot justify not allowing a religious exemption. So this is clear, unlawful discrimination. Right. And then in addition to that, as you mentioned, Holly, state workers are also protected in addition to Title VII by the First Amendment. They have the First Amendment. And so the First Amendment looks at, um, under the Smith decision, whether or not there's exemptions. Well, here there are exemptions. There's the medical exemptions. So again, you come to the highest level of protection under the First Amendment. Yet what happened in this case is the governor says to the employers, you can't follow Title VII. A state governor says, ignore the federal law. A state governor says, ignore the First Amendment to the United States Constitution for these public employers and employees. So she's just acting like the king that makes the laws here. You cannot just oh. simply override it. Title VII preempts these other laws. The state cannot override Title VII. The state can add things to Title VII, more protections, but cannot take Title VII protection away. So, for example, in the list of non-discrimination categories that Title VII has, the state can pass its own law to add additional categories of protection. But the state cannot pass a rule or regulation or law that takes away from the protection of the federal law. The federal law is the floor, not the ceiling. Mm. And so the state has to abide by it. The state certainly cannot ignore the First Amendment right to free exercise of religion, and yet that's essentially what this mandate does because the governor and her entourage, they're threatening employers, if you grant religious accommodation, you will not be able to do business in New York because it does not refer to religion at all. It doesn't have to refer to religion, however, from the legal analysis. It doesn't refer to religion, so it's neutral, she says. But they're asking for religious accommodations. That it, what, is, <laughs> what is incredibly disturbing about this order is that there is no case that says, in fact, the argument that I just won or we won at Liberty Council 9-0, to zero, I had that same question by the panels of the court. And the panel said, well, there's no evidence that they've allowed a religious flag. I said, well, they've allowed flags that have religious symbols. Well, do you have anything of a particular religion? I said, well, they didn't allow a particular religion, but that's not required. They've allowed others, and they've opened up the category, even allowed religious symbols, even though you consider them secular. Well, they didn't allow a particular religion, so it doesn't mention religion per se, so you lose. Well, guess what? We won 9-0 to zero at the United States Supreme Court. No, they lose. It's the same kind <laughs> yeah. of flawed argument that we overcame 9-0 to zero at the ninth, uh, from the uh, lower court at the United States Supreme Court. And so this judge says, well, it doesn't refer to religion. And the judge also says, well, the state can grant medical exemptions and not have to grant um, religious exemptions. The judge, Donnelly, says, 
The only exception is for employees with medical conditions that qualify for a medical exemption. Well, that's not the legal standard. If, in fact, you qualify for a medical exemption, you have to also qualify for a religious exemption as well. You know, it's just astounding to me how hard these judges work to try to go around the law to avoid dealing with religious exemptions. I know. It's amazing because they have this hostility towards this religious accommodation. And a hostility toward God, obviously. So pray for this case because we're representing New York health care workers and also Maine health care workers. Maine did a very similar thing where the governor there... Janet Mills imposed this very similar law or policy that all the employers, healthcare employers, had to get all their employees with the COVID shot. And if they don't, they won't be able to do business and forget about Title VII, forget about the First Amendment. We're going to push that to the side. Well, they can't do that. This is maddening, Holly. Mm -hmm. When you see a governor openly violating federal law, including including the United States Constitution. And it's clear as can be, and a judge won't do anything about it, but rubber stamps it. Well, we're taking this up to the Court of Appeals, and if necessary, all the way back up to the United States Supreme Court for final resolution. In the meantime, though, these workers have to face this mandate, and many of them have been terminated. So pray for these healthcare workers. These really are our heroes. And uh, we are proud and pleased to be able to stand with them. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org, lc.org for more information. We also have lots of information on the mandates, lc.org forward slash mandate, where we collect a lot of our information in cases, lc.org forward slash mandate, and lc.org forward slash vaccine. And that would be involving anything related to the COVID shots. Pray for Liberty Council and our ministry, and you can support Liberty Council, become a regular monthly donor, or give one-time gift by going to lc.org, click on the Donate tab. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation. The website again, lc.org.